All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Fintrepreneur. I'm Eli. This is Dave. We're going to be chatting today a little bit about the pandemic and the impact it had on the fintech industry and some of the opportunities that are going to come up post-pandemic, as well as the impacts that it's had on small businesses. Hope you enjoy this one. I think we're going to get a lot of insights here. So Dave, let's dive right into it. It's been a crazy couple of years. In general, how did you feel going through it, You know, running the fintech, running merchant growth in the last couple of years? Fintech's a broad term. There's fintechs that provide credit. There's fintechs that provide payments, insurance, all sorts of other services, marketplaces. Some benefited from the pandemic, increased e-commerce activity and buy now, pay later in the consumer space, benefited from that and so on. You know, We were square in the kind of ground zero of being affected by the pandemic, given that we provide credit and we provide credit to small businesses. It was a very dynamic time to say the least. And we had to be super hands-on and put in extra hours to you know, navigate it, ensure we were serving our customers, protecting our capital that we had deployed, a whole host of things that we had to be thinking about. And uh, you know, it was a very active time, but we learned from it. We became stronger as a company where it was a real stress test of our business. And we're better prepared for shocks like that should they happen in the future, whether it's pandemic or economic recession, so on and so forth. So I think it was kind of an important exercise and moment for small business credit providers to go through. But uh, you know, it was definitely a fair bit of work and some stress. What do you think differentiated companies that were able to survive through it and others that kind of had to bail and shut down operations or shift to a different type of approach? Is it really in the sort of the underwriting model and the, and the credit risk side of things, or was it in the more so on the innovation side? Yeah, you, we've definitely seen a bit of a shakeup due to the pandemic in small business credit fintech. We definitely saw some players exit. We saw some players really pivot their business into a bit of a different business model, get away from providing credit and move to providing, you know, like a mobile app with insights and stuff, getting away from doing balance sheet lending. You know, I think the biggest determinant was really financial strength pre-pandemic. You know, strong balance sheets acted as a shock absorber and allowed companies to, you know, absorb the changes that they went through. Some were more thinly capitalized and not profitable and so forth. And those are the ones that really had to really rethink or even fold. So I think that's the biggest one. But let's assume that you've got two equivalent balance sheets. There's definitely a lot you can do operationally to weather a situation like this better than your peer. You know, I'm proud of what we did. Uh, we were very hands-on with how we dealt with our customers. We had essentially a pretty complex decision tree of how we would handle existing small business customers during that initial COVID shock before the government stimulus came in when nobody knew up from down and everyone just needed to sit tight and see how things shake out. And so we approached different industries differently. We had different scripts that we used. We had different parameters for payment forgiveness. And essentially, we knew that what we needed to do was be a very supportive and cooperative partner to small business during this time to all of our existing customers. That's kind of a no-brainer. You know, obviously, it's such a big shock from the pandemic. It would be a foolish strategy to do anything but. I think that we executed well on that. And our customers appreciated it. And ultimately, we gave them that breathing room to make it through. And obviously, government programs came in to help shortly thereafter. And we ended up doing quite well in the end. 
So Dave, on that topic about government programs, there's definitely pros and cons to that. It was crucial. It was definitely needed in the immediate term, but there was some impacts on both sides. So talk to us about how it impacted merchant, number one, and about the industry as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, you hit the nail on the head that it was fantastic that those government programs were put in place and super critical for small businesses. We would have seen much higher failure rates in small business without those programs. There's absolutely no question. But I do think that in hindsight, there's a few things that could have been done a little bit differently in Canada in particular. In the US, the federal programs there leveraged the fintech community in distributing that aid. Mm -hmm. And that provided basically business for the fintech community during what was otherwise a really slow period. You know, it was a great signal that the US government was embracing the fintech space and working with the fintech space. And so that didn't happen in Canada at all, unfortunately. It was really done through traditional financial institutions, banks, and credit unions. Uh, The fintech community reached out to the government and tried to basically offer assistance in distributing the government programs. But in Canada, we have a very strong Canadian banking industry where with only a few players with a lot of market share, I think that the government just felt like they had the market covered just by working with the traditional institutions, didn't really need to work with the fintechs. Perhaps that might be true in that in the sense that the small businesses ended up getting the aid. But I do feel like as you think about the evolution of financial services, fintechs play an important role. And it would have been great to see the Canadian government be a bit more collaborative with the fintech space. You know, of course, with the government programs, there was just less lending to be done by fintech credit providers. And so that was certainly felt by the space. Yeah, I was, uh, interestingly, uh, at at the beginning, beginning of COVID, I was uh, still on that side of the equation with the big bank. And what I saw in the small business space is that a lot of it was actually new relationships to the bank. Although there was a great ways of expediting some of these new relationships to, to funnel the money through the government, uh, from the government through the banks to these small businesses, you're right in that the fintech businesses were already serving these small businesses, right? And so I think what, what happened in the US is that they understood that that's already the customer base that the fintech companies are serving. And it was probably more efficient to do it that way. I mean, at the end of the day, whether it came through fintech or big banks, it was a savior during yeah, the beginning of the pandemic and throughout, it was a lifeline. But yeah, a lot of lessons learned going forward. Yeah, definitely. And uh, hopefully in the future, the government will be a little bit more open to collaboration with the fintech space. I think they will because the fintech space is only growing and becoming more quote unquote mainstream. I think if this happened five years from now, you would have seen that collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. And so Dave, on on the e-commerce side and, and the way that business is done, a lot of it was expedited by some say 10 years because of the pandemic, right? What I mean by that is expediting the shift over to online e-commerce sales. How do you think that the pandemic affected fintech? And what do you think was expedited as a result of this? Yeah, fintech's definitely benefited from this exact same trend that you just described. You know, at the end of the day, digital origination is really what fintech is and a big part of fintech anyway. Just that comfort level with high ticket, complex transactions going through those on a mobile phone or an iPad that consumer behavior benefited not only just, you know, consumer shopping, but pretty much any kind of online transaction. So I think that definitely helped accelerate that adoption. Yeah, I think you hit the right point, which is specifically on the complex transactions and the high ticket ones. 
there was a sense where you would make small purchases online, but anything that was above a certain threshold was always going to be done in person. When the pandemic happened, there was no option to do it in person. And so there actually were studies being done that pre-pandemic people were saying, hey, they're only willing to make purchases up to 50,000, for example. Whereas post-pandemic, there's a lot that have said that they're comfortable making purchases of 500 to a million, 500,000 to a million. And so it's a dramatic increase because once people were forced to do it and you know they had a couple of successful transactions, now it's almost becoming the norm. Absolutely. Yeah, an I, example that comes to mind is online car shopping. I was down in the States and I bought a used car using Carvana. Canada Drives is the equivalent business model in Canada and co-founder Cody Green is on our board of directors at our business. Fantastic experience. Like what a night and day difference to having to go to a dealership. So you don't like your car that you got, you have seven days to return it. They've just dialed in the model and taken away any hesitation. And yeah, that's just one of many examples of complex high ticket transactions that are now going online. Perfect. Well, thanks for the insight today. I think we've covered really at a high level what the impact have been on fintech and sort of the extended fintech space. You know, it's not necessarily fintech, but the online experience like the Carvana and Canada Drives and InsureTech and others are, are kind of going through the same, I don't know if you want to call it revolution, but it's people are really becoming more and more comfortable with the digital world and transacting there. And so appreciate the insight on that. Thank you everyone for joining us. This is an episode of Entrepreneur and we'll see you next week. 